0: Four times the super teams collided. Four times we got a lot of data about what it all means. The great Jackie Powell is here to talk about it after both of us were live at Barclays Center for another meeting between the Las Vegas Aces and the New York Liberty. What happened and what's to come? All ahead, Locked On Women's Basketball starts now. welcome
1: the win
0: Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to Locked on Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard McDowell. I want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. You guys keep showing up, showing out. Another month, another 100,000-plus listeners. It's just been remarkable the way you guys show up for us, the way we do for you six days a week. And, of course, it is not just me. It is the incredible staff, as in Jackie Powell, among others at thenexthoops.com who are putting together this work all the time. Make sure you go over to thenexthoops.com, subscribe, $9 a month, $72 a year for over a hundred reported pieces on women's basketball into your inbox. It is the 24 seven women's basketball newsroom. We have always wanted it is here. Come join us and be part of it. Thenexthoops.com. And we've spent a lot of time and a lot of virtual ink talking about the New York Liberty and the Las Vegas Aces, the two super teams. I I think the results of bearing that out very clearly so far this year, but in the wake of a 94-85 victory by New York on Monday night at Barclays Center in front of 11 thousand six hundred and eighty five people just a remarkable rocking raucous crowd we've learned some things about the pecking order even among the super team so jackie powell great to see you virtually just as it was great to see you in the press box last night i think it's fascinating you have a story over at the next about john Paul jones and the fact that she's been so critical to a lot of these matchups wasn't last night, but that didn't stop the Liberty from winning. Segment one, we're going to talk all about what that means. Segment two, bigger picture for what it means going forward, what happened last night. But take me through how and why no John Quell, no problem for the Liberty.
1: Well, what needed to happen is people needed to step up coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. And what needed to happen is what John Quell does. Folks from the bench had to provide in the, the portions that they could. And what I mean by that is this you had quality minutes from Marine Johan, Johannes, Kayla Thornton, and Stephanie Dolson. Mm-hmm. Sure, none, those three all played under 20 minutes. Johannes played 14 minutes, Kayla Thornton 17, and, and Dolson 6. The bench scoring, I believe, in total was 11. So that's not like a, you know, a giant number. It is a number. It's not zero, but it's not 20 points.
0: We've seen that number higher even in Aces-Liberty matchups from the Liberty side earlier this month.
1: Yes, that is true. But when it came to trying to, I guess substitute in for what jj brings to the liberty what those three players did mattered a lot and so i guess you can start when it came to the scoring the fact that maureen johannes took three shots and made all of them and two of those three shots were threes that matters
0: you had that great quote from becky about that she's a little assassin and she comes in and gets you and she and she's gone before you even know it hits you. I love that. Yeah.
1: It was quite something. But then I read back that quote and I was like, but she doesn't only just do that. And the Liberty and, and Sandy Brondello and Olaf Lang and and Zach O'Brien and Reneka Hodges, they've all spoken about how they've developed Marine into a better defender. Mm -hmm. And that was something we were able to see last night in just how active she was and how she was rotating really quickly, using her long arms. I know, I wish we had WNBA wingspan data because, so Maureen is very lanky and she's around Mm 5'10", but I think her wingspan is much, much longer than you would think. Because there was one moment where I'm watching, I think it was a pick and roll with Chelsea Gray and, and Asia. And so then you see, I think maybe Sabrina gets stuck and behind the screen, and here comes Asia. She's driving, she's driving. Marine finds a way to dig down. And she just like, her arm, it like stretched out like Mr. Fantastic, if Mm -hmm. you all know that reference from the Fantastic Four. And she found a way to just interrupt Asia's handle. And so like the ball was sort of like ricketing around and Asia was like, oh, whoops, I got to collect myself. And she's sort of on the run and she fires it up and doesn't go in. It's not fluid. So like little things like that matter and, and, what J.J. has been so good at is just using her length right. to get in Asia's face. Mm-hmm. And so J.J. couldn't be on the floor. And so what did the rest of the Liberty had have to do? They had to use their length and strength. So in that case, Maureen used her length. But Kayla Thornton used her strength. Right. And-, and
0: just to that point, by the way, we saw more production from Asia Wilson in this game than we've seen in the previous matchups this August. Again, it strikes me that they were able to limit her enough, but also to stop other things from happening. It's almost like they had other points of emphasis that allowed that to not be a problem, even though Asia was able to score more effectively. Because there's length and their strength, but there's only one John Paul Jones.
1: That is true. That is true. I think when you talk about the other performances on the aces or exactly how the Liberty were able to limit those folks. I mean, I'm looking at the box here. Chelsea Gray was three of 13. Right. And while when Maureen was in, she picked up a couple of fouls. um, I don't think Marine has guarded Chelsea before and that was when Sandy Brondello decided to go to the three guard lineup which is very intriguing where you have Marine at the 3 you've Sabrina at the 2 and Sloot at the 1 it's a lineup we've been wanting to see and we saw a lot last year in 2022 but with Crystal Dangerfield um mm-hmm. but it's starting to click now. But even though, even though Marine Johanna struggled guarding Chelsea Gray, which understandable, she made those shots hard. Right, she was right. in her face. Okay. She fouled her, but she wasn't making, I believe she only hit one three and the one three she made was wide open. And mm. Sandy, I remember seeing Sandy stand on the baseline and she was very upset. She had her hands on her hips. She was like, why do you leave Chelsea Gray open? You can't do that. That's
0: um true. That's true. I, I I do love also just, it just speaks to Chelsea Gray's greatness that like absolutely an off night by her standards, by any by any measure of what she has become as a player. And she's still, you're looking at 16, nine and seven out of her. But another way of looking at it is Maureen made three field goals and Chelsea made three field goals. And when you're guard off the bench can match production from the field uh equivalent to what chelsea gray has done it makes up for a lot of other things that didn't necessarily go new york's way and we're going to talk about by the way in segment two whether it has to do with brianna stewart and the fact that on an off night she still played like an mvp whether it has to do with everything from the workload of the aces to even just what we were seeing body language wise from the Aces, because it really matters down the stretch. All of that still to come. But first, I want to tell you people at home about FanDuel. The NFL season is coming. Uh, I, I noticed, by the way, Marcus Mariota was in the crowd, backup quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles last night, which was uh, pretty neat to see. For those of you who don't know, Marcus Mariota has a strong arm, Comparable to Kelsey Plum. Look it up. Search it on YouTube. Incredible clip. All about Kelsey Plum and her ability to throw the T-shirt. Yeah. Kelsey Plum, while she is engaged to be married to Darren Waller.
1: No, they are married. They're
0: married. Excuse me. That's right. Yes. We report that they they, they are, in fact, married. Waller, the tight end. Kelsey Plum, the quarterback. That's going to be some really high-end, high-end touch football games within that family. And unfortunately, that's the one thing you probably can, you know, it's FanDuel. So maybe you can, you can bet on just about anything at FanDuel and you can get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, which is America's number one sports book. Right now, if you bet $5 there, you get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. All customers who bet $5, you also get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. You can now get it. NFL Sunday ticket is portable, which is a very big deal if you are out of market for the team you enjoy the most, as I am. So now is the best time to join FanDuel. You go to FanDuel.com slash on. You can kick off the NFL season with two offers you just don't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So we're back. And when you think in terms of what the Las Vegas Aces are and are not, I just want to share with you something I heard. It's an interesting bit of reporting. Without getting into details, it was the Las Vegas Aces right now are not acting like their friends and that was so striking to me you know, from a source familiar with that team because what was so significant about this Aces team and what really in a lot of ways allowed them to overcome a lack of depth last year as well was the fact that they seemed to energize each other and work together in that way and you contrast that with this year where as the season has gone along, you have had an issue with fatigue. And you you see this team seeming to wear down as the year goes along. Now, we would be remiss not to point out that in addition to wearing down, you have a very significant issue, which is that Candace Parker has been out with an injury – and Dierica Hamby played much of that role is no longer with the team for reasons that we would have to explore in another series of podcasts. So when you think about what this team lost, it's worth remembering that Hamby was a critical part. And when you think about what this team was looking to replace her with. Yes, you know, Alicia Clark is a very big deal, but the size of Hamby, we were going to see them operate with Candace Parker and Parker being out has not allowed that to happen. So I am concerned about not having Candace Parker in the mix. I also think what does it mean without Parker there? Well, you're going to have to rely on a couple of players. You're going to have to rely on Kayla George. You're going to have to rely on Tia Stokes. And both of those are capable players, but neither one of them can provide anything approaching the offensive upside of Tandis Parker, which, putting it mildly, Tandis Parker, obviously one of the great players in the history of this league. Somebody who even despite a slow start from the field was shooting 55% from two and in fact was even hitting her threes about a third of them along with 90% of her free throws give or take a percentage before she went down with an injury. Defense is more to the point have to respect what Candace Parker can bring and they don't need to defend Taylor George, or, uh, frankly, Tia Stotes in much the same way. So when we think through what is necessary for the Las Vegas Aces, Parker's got to be back. Will she be back? I don't know. Uh, Sandy Brandello just mentioned it parenthetically in a pregame. Uh, was asked a question about what they are missing without Candace Parker and what they said, or what Sandy said rather was, you know, this is one of the great players and we'll deal with it if she comes back. But it's a great if we have not received a timetable for the return of Candace Parker. So that is from my mind, the biggest remaining question as to what that means and how we do it. But we're gonna take a break. I'm going to come back and Jackie Powell will help us finish up. And so we're back with Jackie. And, you know, the thing that I have in my mind is that coming into August, the New York Liberty were clearly the challengers, the aces of the defending champs. And in fact, it only won had won the only meeting between them coming into this month. They're still ahead by a game and a half over the Liberty. But my question is, and Sandy was asked about this, and she did not give the answer of, until we beat the champs, they're the champs. She very much gave an answer of, these two teams are about even in her mind. What about for you, Jackie Powell? Are you prepared to go a step further and say that the New York Liberty are the favorites now? Based on what happened, what are your thoughts?
1: Oh, boy. Uh, So if the aces are as they are, and if Candace Parker, even a 50% version of Candace Parker, does not return, I do believe that the Liberty are the favorites Mm -hmm. because of the ways in which we've seen the Liberty able to really outsize the aces when it comes to, I don't know if that's proper English, but the Liberty have an edge in size without Candace Parker. Mm -hmm. And the Liberty also have an edge in depth without Candace Parker. As we saw when Becky Hammond tried to use her bench and it was, Sydney Colson had, I thought, four really solid minutes. I'm I
0: gonna say I love what Sid gave her off the bat. Listen, that's a whole other conversation, but just yes. the idea that I think you can get more than what the what what the Aces are getting out of Sid Colson. Um and what she brings culture wise is significant. What she brings as a player, I, I think has been criminally underappreciated by this lead of multiple coaches for the better part of a decade.
1: Absolutely. I mean, if we were to go back and think about the Hamby Heave, I know you did mention Erica Hamby before. The Hamby Heave was created by Sidney Colson. Sydney Colson was defending Courtney Vandersloot very well. And Courtney Vandersloot made an errant pass. I mean, she does not make errant passes quite often, but she did. And then, and it was because Sid was in the right place at the right time. Correct. So, yes, that is a whole other tangent.
0: And that was not um, luck. As Branch he said, luck is the residue of design in terms of Sidney Colson, uh, so much of the time. But, yes, to, to your point, the edge and depth is great. And it's not just a depth piece. We are talking about one of the great players in the history of the WNBA. If you don't have Candace Parker in the top five, I, I don't really know what you're doing, to be honest with you. And to be quite honest, in fact. And so from that perspective, Candace Parker is somebody who you put her near a championship. And we've seen this. We've seen this throughout sports, that even when a great player is not, Candace Parker is not 25, okay, but you tell her, hey, you've got five weeks to go be Candace Parker, you're not asking her to be Candace Parker for a full season. But can she be 25-year-old Candace Parker for five weeks? Maybe. And then that changes the equation.
1: It does. And I think something I also noticed is without Candace, the Aces don't really move the ball as well. We saw last night, and and even in the Commissioner's Cup game, and even in the game after the Commissioner's Cup, the Aces are not, they don't move the ball as well as you'd think that they do. And their decision-making is not at the level that it is on the Liberty side. And
0: and can I just point out to you again, the major edge, if you go back, right? And you say, all right, the Liberty have greater depth. The Aces have continuity. What are, What's the primary way that that should manifest itself? It should manifest itself in defensive rotations and maybe even more than that in the ability to move the ball and find each other. And so if you're not seeing that, then something else is at play here. And the major edge is eliminated. I, I Listen, I'm going to leave it here because I think you and I are both allergic to definitive statements, especially about yes. the future. And I, and I think that's right. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we don't have the hot take to be able to say this, to be able to declare it. Because I, I, I will not be surprised if the New York Liberty win the... WNBA title. Just as I will not be surprised if the Las Vegas Aces win the WNBA title. I will be mildly surprised if anybody else wins the WNBA title. That has not changed with all due respect to the Dallas wins who have beaten the top three teams and to the Connecticut Sun who are doing things and Alyssa Thomas specifically is doing things that we've never seen before in a lot of instances and the way in which they're going about it. All of that said, all of that together if you had to pick one over the other, I think you can easily make the argument for either one now. I don't think you could have done that coming into August. And so to me, that is what's changed. And uh, it sure makes for a fascinating postseason to come uh, in just, I mean, less than two weeks, right? The last day of the regular of the season, September 10th. So like, it's coming people, like we're almost there.
1: I just want to bring up before we go. Um, yes. and, I,
0: and I want to talk about one other thing with you. I want to get your thoughts because you wrote about it really well in this piece today. But oh, you know, you well, first. I
1: was just going to mention, and I'm going to tease our listeners. My kicker of the, the piece that I just wrote essentially was talking about how the Liberty have taken, they're not taken their time, but it's taken them some time mm-hmm. to get to this point. As you were saying, Howard, before this month of August, we were still operating in this universe that this was the league. This was the Las Vegas Aces League. Mm -hmm. And now that August is almost over, I believe we can confidently say that this is not the Las Vegas Aces League. They are not in a league of their own. Not exclusive.
0: Right. Right. And and that That is the biggest thing to me, and that makes for endlessly compelling postseason ahead. The fact that we got this treat of the regular season of this like pre-playoff series, which is the, what Sabrina Ionescu described it as akin to, and I think Sabrina was spot on as it relates to that, was just a delightful extra regular season treat. But there's the other part of that, and it goes back to a question I asked Sandy about. Sandy Brondello, who has coached many teams, winning on the road in elimination games. It's something Sandy does very well. It, it's in a remarkable series of coincidences. Sandy Brondello coached teams, seem to figure it out as the year goes along, and then are at their best in the postseason. You know, and, and obviously what is not a series of remarkable coincidences, but speaks to her skill as a coach. So I asked Sandy, how much does home court advantage matter, because ultimately she's overcome it so many times. And she pointed out, this is not your normal home court. Vegas is not your normal home court. And what we have seen both the other night, 11,400 something, and last night, 11,600 something. It's not just the numbers. It is the sound. Just tell the listeners about the sound of that crowd last night, because it's still ringing in my ears.
1: Oh my gosh. I mean, it was, it was hard to really hear yourself think it was sort of like this cacophonous, like, Ooh, and ah, and it, like rose, like a tide, like you were sitting next to me and there was this great pass from Brianna Stewart to a cutting Courtney Vandersloot. And you were like, Jackie, did you hear the crowd? Like they moved, their sound moved with that pass. They followed Courtney Vandersloot's cut all the way to Brianna Stewart finding her at the rim. And I thought about that image and that thought. And I was like, man, that's like a rising tide. The, yes. ooh, ah.
0: It was, it, it was almost musical. And I would just leave you with, I was speaking to someone from the league who was there. And that person said to me, this is the stuff, with a big smile. This is the stuff. And I could not agree more. Well, I want to thank our listeners. I certainly want to thank Jackie Powell, who is always great and always doing wonderful work. Make sure you're following her uh, and make sure you're reading and listening to everything she rights. It's very, very important. If you care about this, lead it all the way. If you're here at this podcast, I know you do. I want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. We will, of course, be back with you tomorrow. We'll be with you all week. We've got WNBA players coming up later this week as well. Can't wait to share those conversations with you. So until then, I am Howard Meddahl.
1: And I'm Jackie Powell. Sorry about that. (laughs)
0: I didn't chew you properly. It's all good. She is Jackie Powell. I'm Howard McDowell, and this is Locked On Women's Basketball. Have a wonderful Tuesday, everybody. Welcome, for the
1: win. You are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball.